Welcome. This is the Libertarian Now podcast. This is the second episode. And here today to talk about a bunch of things that are happening in the world of liberty and throughout the world. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to start by uh, thanking uh, anyone who listens and enjoys. Uh, I don't have any sort of payment thing set up at this point, so I'm not too worried about monetary value. Although, as an anarcho-capitalist, I'll probably be setting something like that up pretty soon. But I want to go with what sort of mm, interest there is in the podcast. So once that builds up, then I'll make a determination on whether or not that is something that I want to pursue. So in the meantime, welcome. Uh, there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, there's a lot of Second Amendment and First Amendment things going on. Uh, I think Virginia is the big one right now. Um, there's uh, also some uh, other podcasts and uh, people out there who uh, speak on other platforms that uh, have some really good points. And um, I'm also trying out a new uh, format here. Um, so the new format is basically uh, the top five topics. So for this, it'll be the top five topics of the Libertarian Now. And uh, right now, uh, that would be um, the Libertarian candidates that are uh, currently running for uh president of the United States for 2020. Uh, there's some debates coming up with that. Uh, then we also have uh, the different factions. You know, we got the left, which is mainly comprised by the Democrats. The right is pretty much the Republicans. There's also the Green Party. And uh, and then there's everybody's uh, current favorite nemesis to the, liberta- to the liberty movement, which is Liberty Hangout. So uh, we'll be getting to all these uh, topics of discussion here soon. And so we'll start it off uh, with Virginia. Uh, Right now, that's a really, really uh, hot topic because for those of you who are uh, not familiar with what's going on, um, that is a, uh, is currently a, um, we're currently on the brink of a possible uh, second civil war. Um, I highlight the word possible because we don't know what's going to happen yet tomorrow, uh, Monday, January 20th, 2020, uh, at the state capitol um, in Virginia. So basically, uh, some background information on that is uh, Michael Bloomberg, who's the uh, who is a former mayor of New York City, which of course is located in the state of New York, uh, which is not the state of Virginia. Um, I think the only thing that really ties them two together that uh, New York and uh, Virginia, at least the land upon which um, uh, New York City and uh, um, much of what's happening in Virginia now. Uh, was occupied in when um, the original 13 colonies became the the first 13 states uh, of the Union back in the late 1770s. 
uh, when that happened, well, that happened. So what happened was that Michael Bloomberg uh, somehow came up with all this money and he has decided to use that uh, to basically fund the Democratic Party in the state of Virginia and uh, by giving them all that money um, I don't remember what the exact number was but these are all uh, facts out there that can be looked up online much of them I've looked up but I just don't have them in front of me right now um, dealing with a lot of snow right now because I live in the state of Iowa and uh, although it's not as bad down here as it is up in uh, Minnesota and Canada right now um, uh, there's, there's been a lot of uh, uh, a lot of traffic incidents uh, involving uh, semis being jackknifed and stuff all sorts of chaos but uh, that may pale in comparison to the chaos that ensues in Virginia tomorrow uh, Basically, the Democrats there have taken control of uh, the House and uh, the State Senate and all that, and uh, now they're they're drafting and, and uh, trying to prepare to pass a bunch of gun control laws uh, tomorrow, which is why all this is happening, because it would effectively turn the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, into a state of uh, felons overnight. And that's not right. Uh, that's not what the Constitution of the United States was set up to do. And even though each state should be responsible for its own citizenry, uh, the, 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 there's a line there that has most certainly been crossed because what where's the morality in and using uh, gobs of money to uh, convince people to uh, vote a certain way and to pass certain legislation. It makes no sense. Uh, it, it's, it's not only immoral, but... Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's... There's so many different wrongs to it. Um, also, Virginia is a standard ground state. And uh, just like Iowa has uh, become uh, as of the year 2017. So, yeah, we're going on year three now of uh, being a stand-your-ground state. <coughs> and if you're not familiar with what that means, uh, basically the stand-your-ground law, uh, and I'm going right off of Wikipedia here because it's a pretty good explanation. Um, it establishes a right by which a person may defend oneself or others against threats or perceived threats, even to the point of applying lethal force. Regardless of whether safety retreating from the situation might have been possible. So basically what it does is... If you are a legally armed citizen and you're carrying, uh, preferably concealed, um, even though open carry is a thing, uh, it, it tends to be that uh, 
that carrying concealed tends to uh, not cause as much alarm uh, with those people who uh, choose not to carry uh, or, or who who choose not to uh, get into firearms for whatever uh, personal reasons they have. Um, yeah, the, but both both people have types of people have uh, their own per, their own individual reasons, and uh, those reasons should be respected. But unfortunately, what we're seeing happening, um, not just in Virginia but throughout the country, is that that's not the case. <laughs> it's not being respected, and uh, there's so many different levels of nuance as far as uh uh reasons go because uh so, so some reasons can be um uh matched with other reasons but i really feel like there's too many individual reasons uh to go into here so uh, it's 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 like a rainbow man you know or, uh, whoever's listening um yeah no offense to anyone um so that's how that's how I see it. it's just there's there's just a whole different uh spectrum there's a whole spectrum of different perspectives on the matter and uh and everybody's coming at it from a different from uh a different standpoint so um and that's and that stand your ground uh law is uh a bit different than the castle doctrine um which is a common law stating that persons have no duty to retreat in their home, which is referred to as their castle, uh, and may use reasonable force, including deadly force, to defend their property, person, or another. Outside of the abode, however, a person has a duty to retreat, if possible, before using deadly force. Castle doctrine and standard ground laws are acceptable defenses for people who have been charged with criminal homicide. And what they mean by criminal homicide is that if you choose to defend yourself against someone that you feel is coming at you, whether they were trying to strangle you or stab you or shoot you uh, or use some other means uh, to try and cause you bodily harm, uh, which could lead to uh, your death, then you're essentially... Uh, given the right by that particular state to defend yourself and to uh, avoid uh, criminal prosecution for that. The problem there is that even though criminal prosecution uh, can be uh, subverted, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that it would shield you against uh, being sued by uh, the family of the person you killed. So, and they, they feel that, uh, that, that their, uh, kin should not have been, uh, uh, murdered in that way. Uh, even though it's clearly self-defense, uh, they may see it a different way and try to challenge it by law. Um, that's where uh, organizations like the ACCC uh, are very helpful. Um, and uh, if if you're a fan of uh, other podcasts, 
uh, and uh, people who speak out on behalf of Liberty, uh, such as Liberty Doll, um, then you may have a good understanding of uh, what the ACCC is about. And uh, yeah, that may not be the uh, correct thing here. No, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of something else here. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the CCA and the CCCA uh, Conceal Carry Association of America. Make sure I have it right. Conceal Carry Association. Yeah, USCCA. I don't know where I got. Uh, ACCCA from, but that's beside the point. I may have had thrown another A in there. Because, you know, the A stand for amendments. And I may sound a bit loony when I say all that, but my mind works in, uh, in fluid ways that aren't always obvious. And uh, sometimes I move a little quicker than... Uh, some are able to uh, keep up in process, so I do apologize for that. But uh, if you can, uh, if you can do that, then if you can keep up, that is then great. Um, you know, I'm I'm always open to uh, uh, questions and uh, comments and concerns uh, regarding any of this. Um, and some people try to uh, debate online sometimes. Uh, uh, Twitter's a really good uh, platform for attempts on that, and uh, it's almost comical sometimes to uh, to see some of the uh, responses that people give. You know, I'll be trying to have a conversation with someone, and suddenly next thing I know, they're calling me an idiot, or you know, they're going into some kind of name calling and something like that. And, and as far as I'm concerned, as, as soon as you do that, then you've lost your whole argument you, you've lost all your credibility on whatever platform you're standing because now you've crossed the line from um a logical and solid defense into uh, a raving emotional person uh and, and and when you when you fall back uh strictly on emotions like that then you know it just becomes a loose cannon uh you know in that that to me uh, signifies a um, uh, something that doesn't belong uh, as far as uh, gun ownership is concerned, uh, and 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 I know a lot of people agree on that, uh, which is why there have been laws that have been written um, from a psychology standpoint uh, to basically uh, ban people uh, who have certain uh, mental health. Um, I don't want to say accommodations, but diagnoses, uh, certain diagnoses from, uh, being able to own firearms because they're not going to be able to, uh, uh, distinguish between what's real and not real, uh, in a situation like that. They're just going to be scared and, and they can, they get that thinking that automatically takes over and, and then they just go into it. Um, and I think that a lot of that sort of thing, uh, ties into where, 
uh, things like mass shootings uh, occur from. Um, you know, quite unlike what uh, uh, some people um, that get in the media try to uh, spin. Like, uh, oh, who's that kid in Virginia? Not Virginia, but uh, Florida. That guy in Virginia. David Hogg. Yeah, David Hogg. I mean, he's up there uh, saying today that uh, Virginia is in a state of emergency because white supremacists and Nazis are using their Second Amendment rights to shut down the First Amendment rights of students, veterans, and clergy. Okay, um, so I'm I'm curious because you know this kid is obviously young. He's idealistic. He he wasn't even part of uh, uh, the shooting in Florida. You know he was just he just showed up. You know he was paid to show up because um, he's good at getting in front of the camera and uh, talking to people and. Uh, leading people on, you know, people who are mostly new to our country, um, who haven't been here very long, like maybe a generation or less, and try to convince them that, hey, you know, guns have a problem, we have a problem with guns here, you know, that's, you know, why, why else do, uh, uh, do Democrats want, um, uh, more immigrants to come in? I mean, it's one thing to come in legally, that's fine, you know, they still try to get at them that way. And some people say, hey, that's a conspiracy theory. They're mostly going to be people in, uh, mostly in California, probably uh, around the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, that tends to be where uh, people think that they have a, uh, a real grasp on what's going on in the world and everything. And, and it's just so much easier for them to just point a finger and say, that's a conspiracy theory, instead of saying hey you know well why do you uh think that you know why what 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 evidence do you have to support your uh position you know and instead of getting into a uh a respectful um conversation uh whether it's a debate or an argument um to me the you know, those are two different ways to um uh, to get at the truth of something and i don't look at an argument as being something where oh yeah i have to one-up you every time it's like well it's kind of part of what an argument is but that isn't the point um the point of an argument is to chip away at at all the bullshit until there's some truth there um as far as a debate goes i mean that's just it's kind of the same way but instead of chipping away at bullshit it seems to be more of building more bullshit and then uh, distinguishing between uh, what's real and bullshit as the process goes along. Um, so there's two different ways to go about it. You know, and, and a lot of people just get into the whole uh, name calling thing. And it's like, okay, at that point in time, uh, they're no longer um, responding objectively, but they're getting subjective and that gets off track, which goes back to my uh, whole premise about that sort of thing in the first place. So yeah, I just, and it's ADHD, man. I just I just jump around all the time, um, and uh, so that's what happens. So yeah, you know, I was just talking about David Hogg and uh, you know how he's uh, talking about um, uh, trying to convince people of one thing or another with the hashtag I stand with Virginia, and uh, really all I see him doing is just 
dividing people. Um, he, he's going for that divide. He's he's taking advantage of the current. Uh, I can't think of the word. You know, it's, it's like divide, but um, you know that's kind of opposite of multiply too. <laughs> but I'm not trying to add or subtract any other words here. Uh, haha, math joke, yes. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's the duopoly and, um, you know, it, it, it causes a, uh, or it has caused a, uh, a rift to occur, uh, in our political system. And, uh, I think it's a rift that's really, um, uh, been around for, uh, decades really it's really been around for decades even centuries um it's just that the majority of the of the voters the people who vote which tends to be about one to two thirds of the country while the other third of the country you know if we and if we think about the whole country as being approximately 350 million people um it's going to be interesting because this is the year 2020 and not only is this a, a leap year so there's also so there's 366 days this year not 365 that there usually is um but it's also a year of census so this year uh census uh is being updated and so uh towards the end of the year um i'm going to say q3 or q4 uh we should probably have a better uh determination of the actual total population of the United States of America, um, you know, and, and, and you know that includes uh, all fifty states, of course. Um, but you know, I I wonder also, you know, what what about uh, what about our territories like uh, Puerto Rico and uh, those in the um, southwestern Pacific Ocean. Um, you know, Micronesia and all that, there's, we have some, uh, territory over there, you know, even, uh, oh, goodness, uh, uh, east of the, uh, Caribbean islands there, you know, there's, there's some U.S. territory out there in the, uh, in the, uh, mid-Atlantic region, um, there's a lot of other, uh, territory out there, and, and it always baffles me that uh, you never really hear about their uh, census numbers. Why don't we take census there? Is it because they're not um, established states? Like, why isn't Puerto Rico an established state? I mean, can't we just let California split and then, um, you know, lose a state but then gain a state at about the same time? Yeah. Then we don't have to worry about changing the flag. I mean, California has a lot of big cities and they do a lot of good as far as uh, coming up with uh, tech jobs but they're just way too dense and uh, that's where all the uh, that's where all the Democrats have uh, mostly gathered to in this country they, they've gathered to the bigger cities they think that they have um, that they have a right to uh, subjugate rural America to um, their rule in, a, in in level of abuses because for whatever reason they feel like they've been abused and, and, and to a certain extent I think that's true because of 
things that I've witnessed and and felt in my lifetime. Um, so, and, and being around for just over 40 years, um, I, I definitely feel like I have a, uh, a place to talk there. Uh, but I only speak for myself. I can't speak for others. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's not, that's not my place. Um, if somebody else gives me permission uh to to speak for them then then that would be one thing but i don't ask to speak for anybody else um you know it's you know anybody though that speaks out though you know hey you know they're they're speaking out they're speaking out in a broad spectrum you know that's to me that's fair game um whether it's david hogg or donald trump or Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, or um, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, just, I could just go on. Um, heck, even Gary Johnson. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling like uh, uh, my party is uh, immune to that because I mean, we all need to hold ourselves accountable and uh, to a better standard. Um, a lot of people like to say higher and I feel that saying a higher standard, uh, denotes, uh, the use of hierarchy and hierarchy has its place, but we're, as, as we talk, uh, American to American here, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're having a, uh, a dialogue, uh, whether it's a, uh, a friendly dialogue or not that <laughs> remains to be seen um in, in many cases as time flows on uh as it has been in the past it's been good it's been bad it's been indifferent it's all fine to me my point is is that as far as hierarchy is concerned we're all on the same level we all the same you know we're not we 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 all, we all have our individual differences sure but we're talking about politics here. We're talking about something, uh, you know, we use our individuality, whether we're different races or if we have disabilities, whether they're physical or mental or, um, or any number of things, uh, that can, that can identify us as what we identify as, what we prefer to identify as. Um, you know, we self-identify in certain ways and, uh, you know, that, that of course, you know, that, you know, that, that go right into sexuality too, you know, whether, uh, you know, someone on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, um, anything like that, you know, all of that's valid. Anything is valid as long as it's real. Okay. It doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not, or if I'm a part of that or not, you know, me, I put myself in the uh, LGBTQIA+. Um, I mean, I considered myself straight for years, but not so much anymore. Um, and uh, there's a lot of things that that I'm okay with. Uh, and uh, part of that challenge has been uh, because um, a lot of uh, conservatives... And even still, a lot of liberals uh, still don't believe that that's um, 
the right thing to do and and a lot of that is based on um on historical teachings and religious teachings and uh, I think there's a lot of factual basis there in that uh, in the past you know, things like disease have become a thing you know uh, things like the the AIDS epidemic you know whether someone is HIV plus or negative uh, things of that nature so autoimmune diseases you know that's that's definitely a valid reason but this is the year 2020 and uh, most particularly over the past 30 years or so, we've seen the most research and uh, scientific outcomes with 100% solid, provable solutions that have resulted in the education of so many people. You know, mo we'll say mostly uh, Gen Xers, Gen Ys, Millennials, Gen Zers. Uh, I think I think most of us fall into uh, into that category of uh, of more recent education. And older people tend to uh, uh, tend to focus less on education and, and 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 working for a living so they can raise us. I mean, let's be fair here. I mean, Boomers have not always had it easy i mean they came from a generation that uh spawned from uh world war ii and you know that was a very difficult time for them um just as it was for those who went through the great depression previously uh and the first world war and uh previous wars that have erupted in our country and that and that that seems to always fall back to uh, people who uh, just don't seem to have a good handle on their mental well-being. You know, they'll they'll sit there and and uh, and react. You know, and and I'm not saying that I'm not immune to it. Certainly, it happens. I just try to do a uh, my best not to uh, do that, and that unfortunately is not what most people on the major political spectrums uh, have always done. So it seems to me like uh, people that uh, live in or around D.C. are used to this culture of uh, tearing each other down and defending themselves and uh, building themselves back up. And whoever can't swim in that environment, um, they're out. So that's basically the world of politics as I see it. Um, and I think that goes in any, uh, for any, uh, state government, um, one has to have some, uh, pretty thick skin to, uh, to get through that. And, uh, again, I go back to it, you know, somebody, as soon as somebody crosses that line and, and, uh, gets mad and feels that they, 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 like they have to personally attack whoever they're talking to, um, Especially if that person has not personally attacked them, whether it's knowingly or not, then you know that that's to me that's just uh, an automatic lose right there. Uh, you know somebody somebody could say something that could that could trigger me. I could be upset. You know, but then I have I feel like I have a choice. I mean, come on, you know, we all have a choice to on how we react to uh, different situations. And 
It's like this situation in Virginia. People have uh, have a choice whether they want to, um, whether they want to descend on the uh, capital in Richmond, Virginia, tomorrow, on the twentieth, uh, armed or not armed. You know, they're they've uh, the governor has uh, set it up with uh, the local Democrats there. So that uh, the Capitol buildings uh, are now gun-free zones. So anybody that comes there and carries, steps foot on that property while they're armed, then especially if they're open carrying, which would probably be the the case if they're carrying a a rifle of some sort or a shotgun, um, or any sort of uh, um, larger caliber weapon uh, that's uh, larger than a handgun or pistol. Those can be easily concealed, especially if they have the uh, correct permit. But even still, if they take that, if they make that choice to uh, step over the line onto that that property, then suddenly uh, they are they become. Uh, on the radar, shall we say, um, and to be able to be subjected to uh, the rules and laws of the state. Uh, so, yeah, those statists again, going at it. Uh, but you know, I, I find it really interesting that uh, the state of West Virginia has uh, opened up to uh, accept. Um, counties from the state of Virginia uh, who wish to secede from the state. So, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying before regarding the creation of a 51st state or at least the shifting of boundaries within the country uh, to uh, to change the uh, the demographics. Um, you know, this could be a big, really big, uh, this could be a huge, huge turn for the country. Yeah, uh, even if we don't lose a state, if uh, if West Virginia gains more land mass and the state of Virginia loses land mass as a result of the creation of these uh, Second Amendment sanctuaries, uh, then the state of Virginia would obviously become a pure uh, democratic state, and West Virginia, um, hard to say what that would be become. I mean, they they they. Uh, they have their own history as far as how they vote and everything. And uh, let me check here. We can uh, see what that actually is. Um, do to do to do. So I mean, there there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways that uh, that this could go, and you know that would definitely keep the land itself. Uh, within the uh, continental 48 states. Um, Of course, that wouldn't affect Hawaii or Alaska any, at least as far as uh, land ownership goes. Um, But it would certainly set uh, a whole new precedent um, that, I mean, there's been there's been boundary movings uh in the past 
uh, when our country was being formed, uh, you know, like with the original 13 colonies becoming 13 states, um, you know, the state of New York, for instance, it didn't always extend out to Lake Erie. Um, it took years for that to happen. And then when that happened, that border was defined, then, hey, it stayed that way. Um, you know, look at the Louisiana Purchase, um, you know, and the rest of the, uh, the land, uh, all the way to, uh, the Pacific Ocean, um, and down to Mexico. I mean, there, there was that big purchase, uh, from Mexico of, uh, of Texas, um, that declared itself, uh, its own state. And, and, you know, everything went from there. Um... So, let's see here. If we look at the state of uh, West Virginia, uh, let's see here. They are definitely, definitely um, a Republican controlled right now. They've got a Republican governor and lieutenant governor, of course. Um, right now, they're, uh, they do have uh, a Democrat and Republican senators. Uh, but their House delegation is all strictly Republican. So uh, there, there's definitely um, there's definitely a big thing happening there. Uh, but of course, you know, they're, they're also right next to Ohio. And uh, Ohio seems to have a, a fairly, um, seems to have a fairly uh, healthy constituency of uh, libertarians um, you know, who are also scattered throughout uh, Virginia and West Virginia as well. So, I mean, a lot of different things can happen here soon. And, uh, this will provide, you know, if we're looking at having a, uh, a third party, a serious third party here in the United States, um, you know, it probably wouldn't last for long. It'd probably go back to a duopoly, but, um, you know, a, a party of liberty would be, um, you know, that could that could easily topple things each way because of just how huge uh, Democrats and Republicans are. Um, the parties, that is, uh, you know, not necessarily individuals themselves. You know, hey, you know, everybody's got their own personal choices to make in life. And, uh, you know, some people make healthier choices than others. You know, I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody on that. Um, what good is that going to do? And, you know, if people want to make better decisions for their lives, then, hey, they're free to do so. Um, and they should be free to, uh, to do so without, um, being made to feel worse because, hey, you know, put someone down for, say, smoking, you know, somebody is addicted to, uh, nicotine, for instance, you know, you tell them to stop smoking, they're gonna be like, go, go fuck yourself, you know, and, and, and try to do it yourself, you know, and, you know, people have never been down that road of, um, uh, of substance abuse or addiction, you know, they, they just don't know. They don't know how that feels. I mean, I smoked for over a decade myself, so I know how that goes. And I've also quit, and it's been a pretty good decade now, actually. Um, yeah, as of about 10 years and now 19 days ago um, was when I officially called it quits. So hasn't always been easy, uh, but... It's, uh, it's not something that, that I've picked up again and, and, and constantly gone with. So, 
You know, it's like having a drink. I can have a drink once in a while. It doesn't mean that I'm going to become an alcoholic. I can, if I, if, if I feel like having a few puffs off of uh, a cigarette, then that doesn't mean that I'm going to fall back into that. So, you know, in, in, in that, in that sort of sense, um, you know, a lot of people have their, have their things, whether it's, uh, making people feel like they need to, uh, do one thing or another. So, but, uh, I, I feel like that, uh, tangent has been, uh, very well thoroughly explored here. So, um... Let's move on to uh, another topic here. You know, I mean, there's there's been some uh, some coverage there of uh, the left and the right. So there hasn't been a whole lot with the Greens or um, or Libertarian Hangout. So uh, let's go into Libertarian Hangout because that's been uh, a really big issue lately. Um, it was actually started a couple of years ago, but. Uh, it's becoming even a bigger issue right now, especially with the whole uh, uh, state of Virginia thing going on. Um, uh, they they call themselves Libertarian Hangout. It's it's a guy and a gal. They're uh, I'm pretty sure they're married uh, by Caitlin Bennett and uh, and her husband. And uh, and and Caitlin's the more uh, vocal one. Uh, she goes around making um, videos and posting them online. And she's always got her uh, big old <laughs> hand turd. No, <laughs> that's a bad joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh goodness, um, my you know she's always got that microphone. You know she's got the logo on there and everything. Uh, you know, and, and I get it. You know she's she's making fun of the mainstream media. Um, yeah, that, that that part I find hilarious. Um, what I don't find hilarious is the fact that uh, they posted on Twitter um, a few years ago that their uh, their whole ex- their whole thing is to infiltrate the Libertarian Party and to turn it right wing. No joke, at all whatsoever. Um, and that's what a lot of people don't get. Um, I think a lot of people on the left don't quite understand it, or they have their they have their own uh, perspective on on why it is and what's going on, and you know they think that oh yeah, so that just that just means that the Libertarian Party is is just a bunch of uh, actual uh, Democrats and Republicans who are just at war with each other. And it's like no, actually, for the most part, uh, the Libertarian Party uh, today in twenty twenty uh, is mostly comprised of people who are fed up, have been fe- so fed up with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party that that we've left. We've just walked away from those parties. I mean, hashtag walk away, hello. Um, and and so we've all kind of conglomerated. And, uh, yeah, we have our little infighting here and there, but um, most of us, for the most part, tend to uh, get past that and uh, have some pretty meaningful conversations. And... Uh, a lot of us have formed some uh, uh, pretty nice, uh, friendly uh, relationships online. You know, whether whether we meet each other, whether we meet up with each other or not, is uh, not really withstanding. I mean, people do that. That's fine. Um, 
and uh, but there's there's always different ways to uh, to help out um, you know with the uh, with the party whether it's by uh, uh, distributing signs yard signs and things of that nature uh, to promote it um, I mean I live in a uh, in a most ru- mostly rural state so um, getting to uh, and, and I work full time too so um, that's where my uh, that's where my capitalist part of anarchar capitalism comes from. So, because people don't seem to understand, oh, you're you're an anarcho capitalist, so you're an anarchist. Like, no, no, not entirely. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, I mean, I I grew up the uh, the son of a uh, of a Republican and a Democrat, believe it or not, and. Um, if you choose not to believe it, well, that's your problem. Uh, but it's the truth. So if you try to uh, say it's otherwise, then uh, that's going to come back to you. And uh, not in a good way, probably. Um, that won't have anything to do with me, but seeing as how it's about me, whatever. I don't really care. That's not my problem. Just don't step on it. Um, you know, and I won't step on you. It's that simple. Um, that's how this, that's how this works. Um, and again, that's what, uh, that's what many on the, uh, the left and the right don't seem to understand. I think more people on the right, uh, tend to understand it. Uh, mostly Republicans tend to understand that better, uh, which is why they're more conservative, why they are conservative. But again, that conservatism goes into into ways and things that um as a libertarian i don't always fully agree with i mean adherence to religion is one thing but i mean that's not a requirement that's optional um you know saying that uh saying that religion has to be a requirement that's like saying that oh you know that goes back to the old days when oh that the original 13 colonies uh, were being ruled by the British across the Atlantic Ocean. It's like, come on. Um, yeah, no, you don't get to uh, to tell us what we can and can't think or do. You know, we established our own independence in that way, and religion has its um, has its place. It's a thing. Um, it, it can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. It all, all depends who's uh, saying or doing what. You know, they're doing one thing and saying a different thing. That's the thing. <laughs> um, you know, and the same thing goes with atheists and agnostics and Buddhists and whoever. I mean, you got to be you got to be true to your roots. I mean, um, I recognize that many of my uh, is my background is is based on some pretty good religious teachings i have no problem with uh, certain denominations of christianity for instance that doesn't bother me um same thing with certain uh uh variables of islam uh there's a lot of good people out there but are they pressing their religion on to others and uh in my experience, at least around here, now I'm I'm in Iowa again, 
So you may be thinking, oh, it's Iowa, you know, it's all just white people. No, no, it's not. There's, uh, especially here in central Iowa, there is actually uh, a fairly diverse um, population of human beings uh, from different races and different religions, different backgrounds. Um, the further out one gets from the center, though, especially into the farmland, that's when it tends to become a bit more whitewash. You know, they they can uh, the the there's more races out there too, but you know there's there's blacks, there's Latinos, there's Pacific Islanders as they uh, come to be called, there's Asians, you know all different subcategories, whether they be Chinese, Japanese, um, Laotian, whatever. Okay, everybody's a human being. Well, breathe the same air. We have different thoughts. We have different upbringings. But the ultimate point is to get along with each other so that we're not killing each other. That is the bottom line of humanity. And we got people who have been grabbing oil out of the Middle East for so many decades now and using that as as an excuse and hiding and using politics as a kind of a, a buffer communication uh, area to, to spread lies and misinformation. That's what winds up happening. So people, people in say Iran or Iraq, they wind up hearing or about something different than, uh, what's actually going on here same thing with us you know we get told oh yeah you know we got we got all this uh oil coming in it's all being refined into gasoline i mean here in iowa we have um uh ethanol plants and the the fuel gets brought or the the substance the oil substance gets brought in it gets uh refined uh with uh corn that's grown here and uh mixed together and then it it becomes uh the gasoline then it gets shipped out and uh and used all the time i mean that's the whole process right there i mean why don't people know this um i, I guess it's because uh again going back to the misinformation of politics and what people the type of wool that uh, they want to keep over everybody's eyes okay but then you know people kill for that sort of thing people go to war over that sort of thing that's what the whole uh, that's what the whole Desert Shield and Desert Storm was about. That's what the war in Iraq has been about. And even before that, um, going back into the 60s, you know, that's why 9-11 occurred. We got hit on 9-11 uh, of 2001 by planes being uh, hijacked and flown into the Twin Towers in New York City. You know, there was a plane that went down in Pennsylvania and supposedly supposedly a plane that flew into the Pentagon in DC um I still call bullshit on that one I still think that they just had a bomb set up in there and they just decided to explode it but hey you know it's a conspiracy theory and it really is it really is just a theory you know I don't have any proof of that um what was the proof of the plane there wasn't any. So that kind of opens it up to suggestion. So I'm not saying that my perspective is right or wrong. I'm just saying it's a perspective. 
I'm not trying to convince anybody that it's right or wrong. Maybe other people decide that have already decided that it's right. Maybe other decided that it's wrong. That's fine, but don't attack me for it. Because until there's actual proof of what happened, you know, all all people are going off of is what the the mainstream media said when it happened. And where's that gotten us? What sort of uh, things have we seen about since then? Okay, then. That's that. So, let's move on. And let's move on then to uh, the Green Party. Um, you know, there really hasn't been much to say. Uh, I think that the uh, the Green Party has been uh, fairly quiet and uh, kind of doing their own thing. Um you know we, we we hear we hear mostly about democrats and republicans and you know the of course the libertarian party is uh is on the map but you know where is the green party why don't we hear anything out of them uh is it because we're just not paying attention to them on purpose or or they just don't have anything to say i mean I think the Green Party's more uh, active uh, and heard about in uh, Canada than it is here in the United States. And that might be, uh, um, I think that, that a lot of that has to do with the uh, the number of uh, candidates running on the Democratic ticket. I mean, look at all these people. Look at all these people getting uh, the shaft, too. I mean, Tulsi's doing pretty good. Andrew Yang seems to be doing pretty good. I definitely don't agree with uh, uh I like his approach but I don't I don't like what he stands for. Um he's he connects with people good but I mean come on. Uh the whole universal basic in- income thing what a bunch of bullshit. Okay. He's talking about taking a thousand dollars and giving it to every single person in the country every month. I mean if that isn't a snake eating itself, then what is? Because that's that's forcibly stealing the money out of everybody's paycheck using taxation. Hello, hashtag taxation is theft. And redistributing it to people who have either earned it or have not earned it. I mean, what's the point in having this system if people don't don't learn how to earn okay i mean if people don't learn how to earn then you know they're they're then they're stealing off of everybody else of course the argument to that is that well if we just give them the money okay but people have to consent to that you know it's like socks okay you don't go up and uh and 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 grab someone and say okay i'm gonna have sex with you right now Okay, it's not you don't go up and say, hey, you know, you got to give me a thousand dollars every month. You know, it's the same sort of approach. Okay, the result is not going to be good. It's not going to be what you want. Okay, it, I mean, to me, it's like he's, it's to me, it's like Andrew Yang is being a, a passive aggressive rapist. Um, yeah, yeah, I said it. Okay, and, uh, I really don't give a shit because that's my opinion and I'm sticking with it. Um, you know, he wants, you know, there's, there was that thing with, um, Obamacare 
uh, being passed back in the early O's, you know, over uh, a decade ago. And uh, at that point in time, I was actually for it. Um, and it was, of course, back when I was a Democrat and I voted for uh, Obama because um, he was the man at the time. He was he was the one who could, uh, I saw that could uh, um, do good where uh, George W. Bush was not doing so much good. I mean, the way he reacted, I mean, he didn't even want to be president in the first place. You know, he got coerced into that. I mean, how is that not a rapist mentality, whether it's from a male or a female, it doesn't matter. The mentality is still the same. You know, if your if your mind is geared to uh, coerce people and doing what you want, then that's that. So, you know, he didn't want to be president, so George W. Bush turned around and just threw his hands up in the air and just let the decisions up to everybody else, uh, whether they were part of, uh, whether they were the Bushes or the Clintons or the Obamas, you know, whoever was part of that, uh, that dynasty, you know, his father was alive at that time. His father was the one who was the president that, you know, pushed the button as far as, uh, Desert Shield, Desert Storm was concerned. Um, you know, it was quite interesting because when, um, Bill Clinton, uh, became president. Uh, yeah, he tried to uh, to reverse a lot of that, but I mean, we're talking about the Middle East here, and and people that were for a very long time, um, you know, not not really connected to the outside world via the internet. You know, when uh, it wasn't until um, these smartphones uh, were invented and uh, have been distributed more throughout the world, you know, people have been. Uh, becoming much more connected you know everybody can actually see what's actually going on you know it's like this recent thing with iran uh with the ayatollah uh getting up and saying hey you know we're not calling for death to the american people just to your leaders and you know that that right there is a, uh, I think, a pretty uh, solid statement in and of itself, but uh, it also does have a little bit of differentiation. I don't think it has enough differentiation. Um, I don't think I don't think that uh, uh, enough has been done there to really say that because I mean. If it came to nuclear warfare, then then civilians are going to get hit one way or another. I mean, there's if it, if 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 you've ever heard of or seen the movie War Games, uh, which was released in the 1980s, um, then you'd understand what I'm talking about. Uh, if this is a movie that you have not seen, then I highly suggest. Um, uh, finding it and uh, and watching it, and you can actually uh, watch it for free on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and type in War Games movie, and it'll be the first thing. Uh, you can watch it free with ads, or if you have a paid subscription, you can probably watch it uh, without ads. But 
Either way, it's up there. It's about an hour, 52 minutes. It was released in 1983, and the description is basically an 80s teenager bored by traditional high school students like biology but fascinated by computers accidentally taps into the... And it's uh, it goes on to uh, the USA's uh, NORAD system, and uh, and he gets into uh, a computer game called Global Nuclear War. But uh, instead of being an actual game, it's real. But it all there again, you know, goes into the whole concept of uh, of what's real and what's not, and being able to differentiate between the two. And uh, it's. It's a pretty good movie, I think, um, and uh, it it's uh, I I feel like it's one of those kind of movies that goes along with uh, the movie nineteen eighty four, for instance, um, and but you know that's either that's your personal preference whether you want to watch it or not. Um, at any rate, it's a movie that I recommend. Uh, at least for seeing how uh, things could go in the future because um, like a lot of movies like The Matrix and things of that nature you know, um, I'm just going on a limb here and say that there are a lot of uh, people out there who actually believe that, that, that those movies uh, were created uh, despite being uh, works of fiction uh, that they were created as a, a blueprint for the future and um, those are the people that uh, that scare me the most. So um, there's a lot of great movies out there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Star Wars geek. I also like Star Trek, but I also understand the difference between the two. I mean, Star Wars, you know, even though it has a lot of great uh, segments to it, whether they be movies or episodes, series video games, whatnot, whatever, uh, they still have, uh, there's, there's an overwhelming pattern to them, um, if you actually pay really close attention, uh, about, um, you know, it goes into the light side and the dark side, there's two major sides, when you know, look at our, uh, look at the U.S. political system right now, there's two major sides, this is the left and the right, you know, Where's the uh, where's where's the top and the down, um, or the up and the down, however you want to look at it, you know where's the diagonals, you know where's all that, where's where's that kind of thing. I mean, one can look to Canada and see that. I mean, they've got over fifteen political parties now. That um, whereas about twenty to thirty years ago, they only had about four major political parties. So, you know, it. it and so there, there's a lot more um, inclusiveness there, but you know the the more you get to uh, uh, to urban areas again, the more you find more uh, outspoken uh, uh, leftist type of uh, stuff, especially around um, especially around Toronto. I think is uh, where most of the uh, uh, that tends to happen. I mean, you get. You get a whole bunch of angry people over there, uh, especially feminists. Um, they tend to be the most outspoken, and, and rightfully so, because, I mean, let's face it, you know, the male population hasn't always exactly treated them very well. But then on the other hand, have they always known how to treat men very well? You know, there's... Uh, 
a lot of different things there and I'm not going to sit here and um, bash anyone. All I'm saying is that that's a thing that has happened before and it uh, and it's definitely it's definitely something that um, I don't think a lot of people tend to uh, take fully into account. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, the going back here though, um, you know, hey, it, it just went over an hour, so we're at an hour and five minutes here. Uh, I had to do a little bit of uh, splicing, so um, to keep this thing going. I didn't even plan to get over an hour. I thought I'd bottom out at about forty minutes, like I did on the first episode. Um, but yeah, back to the Green Party. Um, you know what's uh, what's going on with the Green Party these days. Um, and, uh, it looks like, uh, they're talking about the, uh, the climate and, um, electoral, electoral law, um, but, uh, this, this seems to be some standing up for, uh, uh, democracy there. Um, uh, there's a lot of focus on, uh, on recycling, um, uh, not just here, but abroad in, uh, like the United Kingdom. Um, and they're just, they're just trying to, uh, pop up everywhere, but, you know, I, I think, like, uh, the Libertarian Party, um, uh, they're, they're going about it. Well, we stopped going about it this way, but uh, I think the Green Party is still going about it the wrong way. They're 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 trying to elect uh, uh, directly into higher positions, you know, kind of like the Libertarian Party is uh, was doing up until two thousand sixteen and uh, trying to elect um, you know presidential candidates. It's like, hello, you can't have a presidential candidate or you can't have a president of one party without having a party to back it up, and that's where the Democrats and the Republicans come into play in that, you know, they've got they've got local support everywhere in this country. You know, there there are people who are mayors, you know, people who are uh state senators, legislatures, governors, lieutenant governors, um yeah, all 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 those uh all these different uh positions and that's where the hierarchy comes into play because you, know, you get all these different people that, that start from the bottom, you know, whether they're like on a city council or go up to mayor or uh, you know, towards governor or legislature or senator and uh and move their way on up uh to the federal level. And uh that's that's the whole grassroots uh, path right there um, and that's not something that I think most people uh, are aware of but you know if you look back into the uh, into the O's when uh, the Tea Party uh, had its uh, resurrection um, yeah that that in and of itself was a grassroots effort and that's what uh, the Republican Party um, was definitely well known for 
uh, at least here in the state of Iowa for many years was was their grassroots efforts and uh and the thing about that is that even though both parties are well established um you know it's like it's like planting a garden or uh planting a yard you know you've got you got a whole lot of different things that go into it. you know you've got grass you got soil you got rain you got sun you know you got all these plants you know if you want to do a garden you got to have the seeds right you know every different type of plant has different um different types of conditions that they grow in best and thrive in best you know ultimately it does boil down to water and sun uh being their their main nutrient thing but i mean if you want that thing to thrive you got to consistently work at it each and every year um down south it's a little bit different than it is up north you know up north you know it snows right now everything is pretty much dead except for the trees and uh or in a state of dormancy and uh oh it's like uh getting noises there so i'm gonna turn that down so i mean that's uh um that's always a thing that is constantly being done and just like these political parties have done for over a hundred years i mean you look back to the 1860s when um the republican party uh overtook the whig party uh to challenge the democratic party and you know the democratic party today of course you know tries to espound itself on on, on the image that uh, it's for um, civil rights and progressive rights and and uh, and everybody's rights and um, you know and that's in stark contrast as to what they were over a hundred years ago, but they still use a lot of those uh, backwards ways of uh, going about achieving those rights and you know and and the difference there is that you know they want to. Uh, force people into uh into treating each other better and and, and that, again that goes back to um as to how one achieves their means and you can achieve your means by how you treat people and what i mean by that is that you know um if somebody is going out to coerce people uh, and doing things that they don't want to do, then if they don't have their full consent or they lead them along, then and and don't fully uh, deliver on their promise, then to me that's a um, that results in a culture of abuse. Um. You know, the 2016 election was a uh, pretty good example of that. And what I mean by that is that um, Obama was the president and all the uh, all the debates happened. And then finally when uh, it came down to who was going to debate Donald J. Trump, and, you know, it came down to, was it going to be Bernie Sanders or is it going to be Hillary Clinton? Well, look what Clinton did to uh to push Bernie out of the out of the way. I mean, they don't 
they don't play fair. And when it all happened, then then you see Obama getting up there and and uh, and cheering Hillary on, and it's like, okay, well, you know, it was one thing for him to uh, to get Obamacare in there, you know, and and that again, you know, that was a uh, I kind of saw that as a good thing, but at the same time, not as a good thing. It was a good thing in that okay, yeah, our our healthcare system definitely needs to change, but. Does it need need to change to a socialist based system? And I don't believe that that's the case. Um, I still believe that having a um, a capitalist system is good, but it what it really boils down to is how people treat one another and how people feel about how people treat one another. That's what it's all about, and that's what people seem to um, forget is that okay, yeah, you know. It goes to then on to uh, different concepts like the golden rule. You know, you treat me bad, I'm going to treat you bad. You treat me good, I'm going to treat you good. You treat me different, I'm probably going to treat you indifferent. You know, and, and this whole thing just continuously goes between people uh, for years. Sometimes less and sometimes more time than just years. So... <laughs> The uh, there's just so many ways that it can go, and you know, people on the left seem, you know, are are they want UBI, and why do they want UBI? Because it's been said that Social Security has been gutted, and that system's gonna route. Well, okay, I get that, but um, how is UBI the only answer uh to that and that's where i go into it, is that okay the people that have come up with ubi really have um their heads plugged into i'll say uh it in that fashion because i mean how else is it you know you're either part of the uh the higher hierarchy of the federal government or you're not and it's people that are in that higher hierarchy that have the uh the understanding and the know-how but anybody can really look up that information online and i mean it's just it's a little google search you just go to google.com and you type in um how did Social Security come about. You know, that was started back in August 14th, 1935. You know, what happened a few years earlier than that, or from that, that was the uh, Great Depression. So, you know, and it even says it on... Uh, on the on the government's website on the social security website pre-social security period all peoples throughout all of human history have faced the uncertainties brought on by unemployment illness disability death and old age in the realm of economics these inevitable facets of life are said to be threats to one's economic security so it moves on and uh it goes on to the whole uh, history there now of course you know this is just the bias history of uh 
the Social Security Administration, which is government, of course. You know, this uh, uh, there's a lot of different documents out there that have a, a lot of different explanations. There's Wikipedia. Um, there's a, a lawyer or a lawful sort of uh, perspective on it. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives on the subject, and uh, you know you can choose and read whatever you want. Um, even even the Motley Fool has uh, something on it. Forbes, of course, does. You know, Forbes goes into a brief history of Social Security, but you know if you want if you more more information, then you know it's all out there. You know this would make a great uh, case for a. Um, uh, for someone who is in, say, uh, a high school history class or uh, or even college level uh, to uh, uh, to debate this sort of thing. Um, you know, and it probably already has been, but, uh, you know, when when it comes to uh, Social Security, you know, the, it, it uh, it's a great program. But the problem is, is that... Um, it was hijacked, and th th there's some, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, um, you know, one thing to look up, you know, how has social security been around, number on it, involved, um, been, um, Let's say hijacked. Yeah, even hijacked is uh, automated. So there, everyone's social security number has been compromised. And that was, yeah, that was August 1st of 2019. So that was just last year. Um, yeah, there's a nice article on Forbes there about that. Um, so, I mean, there's... There's a whole lot of different directions that this can go. I mean, but uh, getting back to it all, I mean, there there's a lot of different um, publications uh, that can be read uh, regarding that subject as well as the subject of liberty. And, um, and a lot of those uh, publications, um, I, I tend to uh, um, read as I go. So... And, I mean, I've, I've read some of the uh, Rothbard stuff. I've read some of the Mises stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot there. I don't always have time to uh, uh, to educate myself, though. Uh, so I go at it a little bit at a time. So I'm I'm certainly no expert at it, but I'm in a constant state of of learning. So um, there there are definitely others out there that uh, that do pretty well at that sort of thing. Um, you know, like I said before, uh, Liberty Doll is a pretty good one. Uh, she's definitely, uh, at the forefront of a lot of things and, uh, has a lot of good information. Um, let's see here. You know, there, there's a number of other, uh, podcasts out there. And, uh, let's see here. I've got, uh, several of them here I can plug. Um... Let's see, there's some that have been around for a while. There's also some new ones. Um, okay, so.
let's see here. Yeah, there's, like I said, there's Liberty Doll. Um, uh, Patriot Watch Media is a pretty good one. Uh, a lot of these you can find on YouTube. Um, and sometimes they have their own um, things on, like, SoundCloud or... Um, or like what I use here with uh, with Anchor, or uh, there's a whole bunch of different platforms. Um, you know, there's there's different things out there. You know, depending on on what you're into. You know, if you're into prepping, then things like uh, Step One Survival, uh, Iraq Veteran, E Militia, Guns and Gadgets. Um, you know, there, there's a whole lot of a lot of good ones out there is the Patriot Nurse. Um, Next Justice is a good one. Um, then uh, let's see here. There's uh, let's see who was I talking to the other day? Um, oh goodness, why isn't the search working? Okay, there it goes. Um, oh jeez. That didn't work. Um. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, there's a whole lot that you can uh, listen to in uh, podcast format. Um, you can listen to them on the go. Um, sometimes I like listening to them in my car while I'm driving. I'll just hook up the bluetooth to it and just press it to play and just drive um yeah there there's a uh, uh some other new ones here uh now that things are finally loading as they should um the uh oh my goodness there's just so much <sighs> Okay, yeah, the, uh, the unladylike, uh, libertarian, um, she has a really good, uh, podcast that she just started the other day, um, and, uh, I, I really like the way that she, uh, presents herself, um, and, uh, her uniqueness, <laughs> but, uh, also, uh, the number of uh, publications that she goes through um, and talks about. Uh, if if you give a listen to her podcast, uh, she can. Um, she's a bit more uh, clear on uh, what a lot of those publications are, uh, whether they're books or other sources of information. Um, and there's uh, yeah, we d- we definitely do share uh, a lot of. Uh, um, things as far as what we base our uh, liberty on like uh like ron paul um definitely a big fan of his um and like a lot of other uh, podcasters are too and let's see here um no it wasn't guns and gadgets here uh galt works is another good one um let's see even adam kukash is up on there which is pretty cool uh liberty pen 
uh, Rebel News, uh, Pink Flame of Liberty, uh, that's, a, that's another really nice one, um, Steffi Cole, uh, definitely a, uh, another prominent, um, a voice in the Liberty Movement, um, always about education and sources of education, um, just to really create, um, a speaker of Liberty overall, uh, really enjoy, uh, reading and listening to her as well, um, let's see, there's Learn Liberty, uh, Julie Borowski, a really good one, uh, I like listening to Austin Peterson now and then, um, yeah, let's see here, uh, Libertas Institute, um, the, the, you know, of course, is the Ron Paul Liberty Report, I mean, I should go without saying, but, um, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be doing Liberty Justice here if I didn't at least mention, uh, that, um, Let's see here. Um, uh, some other ones that have fallen off there. Um, uh, Timcast is a good one. Uh, Liberty and Justice for All. Um, and uh, I think there's a few others as well that uh, probably are on my radar, but I haven't listened to in a while. Um, and uh, I really need to uh, actually do have those uh, around here. Um, let's see here. Okay, so. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, some other podcasts here. Now, now I remember them because I try to keep organized. Um, let's see, biting the bullet uh, is a good one. Uh, let's see here, the status, the statist quo, not the status quo, but the statist quo. Uh, that's a uh, that's a really good one. Um, let's see, Phil Gibson. Um, Peter Quinones, uh, I'm not too sure if I uh, pronounced his last name correctly or not, uh, but he's the managing editor for the Libertarian Institute. Um, and, uh, okay, so yeah, his, his podcast is a host of the Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. Um, and uh, there's a lot of other good ones here, too, like... Um, Freedom First, uh, Liberty Hippie, uh, Peace Freaks, like Peace Frequencies, but Peace Freaks, <laughs> uh, Tasting Anarchy is a nice one, um, Liberty Forge, uh, let's see here, the Lions of Liberty is a really good one. Um, let's see, Rebel with a Cause, um, Death to Tyrants podcast, um, 
and there's a there's another number of uh of anarchy uh, or anarchist uh based uh podcasts out there too um uh i think the one that comes to mind the most uh <laughs> In in relation to anything in recent time would be uh, uh, insanity is free. Um, unfortunately, we had a bit of a uh, falling out recently, um, but uh, uh, there's definitely a lot of um, there was definitely a lot of incorrect conclusions made. Uh, about me and towards me uh, so unfortunately I had to defend myself on that um, and uh, and and that and that was that was mostly because I chose to get in the middle uh, between him and uh, oh gosh who was that other lady um, now I gotta search um, is uh was it yeah it was the red-headed libertarian um and she's a good one too um yeah, everybody has their own issues and everything but um i think when it comes to perspectives and everything anarchists are definitely more you know abolish all government whereas libertarians we're more, you know, we want a smaller government. We don't want to abolish all government. Because we, we abolish all government, then we come like Somalia. And what good's that done? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just asking for too much trouble. I'm sorry. It's, it just is. Um, you know, and, and, and it's not my, it's not my place to tell anarchists that, hey, you know, that, that, you know, y'all gotta be, uh, this way or that way, or thinking libertarians, like, no, do your own thing, be anarchists, please do, just don't try to mess with us, we don't want to mess with you, that's why we're libertarians, you know, we're not, we're not here to mess with you, okay, um, Democrats might want to, Republicans might want to, Republicans certainly shouldn't want to, but, I mean, there's just been so much crisscross back in between both platforms over the years that, you know, they, they, they've just taken each other's sides and each other's backs for so long that it's like they've become one party. And, of course, they haven't, but, I mean, if you look at the amount of uh, rhetoric and... and uh, and the bad words and bad things that people do uh, in the name of uh, democracy or the republic or or whatever, it still boils down to people doing uh, bad things without really thinking through about what the consequences will be in, at, at all. And it's that lack of thought process that, um, you know, I know that anarchists don't, don't not think i mean they definitely think things through i mean anybody in a proper situation is going to be thinking you know well what happens if this happens and that happens and of course you know it's it's all based off of you know well what do the political establishment want to do and uh you know that's where our government's just gotten too big so you know um 
on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm definitely with them as far as reducing government, but as far as abolishing government, um, no, that's just out of the question. So, um, you know, as, as a libertarian, um, I definitely had to put my foot down about that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't wish him, I don't wish insanity is free, any, uh, ill will or anything like that. Um, like any, uh, like any of us, uh, you know, he has his uh, issues, just as a uh, red-headed libertarian does. Um, but, you know, I'm, again, I'm not out to, um, in, in, in the, in the uh, context of uh, the conflict that occurred, um, as I said then, and I'll say it now, uh, I'm not taking sides. Um, you know, it's the, the only side I take is uh, my own, and uh, uh, if if you've read a libertarian and other libertarians feel the same way as I do that, hey, you know, we want uh, a limited government and not to abolish all government altogether like the anarchists do, then if that's the side that uh, uh, is being taken here, then uh, so be it. So fucking be it. Because that's what happens when... You go out on a limb and and attack someone and and be disrespectful. You you you're gonna get shut down. That's just how it is. Okay, and I'm not doing that in the name of government. I didn't do that in the name of liberty. I did that in the name of me. And you come after you try to come after me, then you know by all means I'm gonna stand my ground. Okay. But that's the difference between coming after someone physically and uh, coming after someone uh, verbally. But you know, if somebody, uh, if somebody who has been through uh, a thing where uh, they've been um, stalked online and in real life because of an interaction that happened online, then that's something that I can understand and respect. Okay, someone just chooses to. Uh, um, to not respect that or to say that that sort of uh, uh, feeling or position is wrong, then I can't really respect that. And the reason I can't respect that is simply because that, you know, that's that's telling somebody else that, that um, their feelings are invalid. And, and that's not right. They may not be my feelings, but I understand what it's like to be told that uh, my feelings and my position um, and the reasonings for the position that I take are invalid, when in fact they were not. And so um, I, do take, uh, I do take a stand for myself in that way. And, um, and I'm sorry, but when others agree, then sorry, or... Hashtag sorry not sorry, uh, you're gone. <laughs> uh, do your own thing, mind your own business, keep it to yourself, keep it to your own people. Don't mess with us. We won't mess with you. You chose to mess with us. We had to push you back. Come out again, and I mean, the results may not be pretty. I'm not making a threat. That's just a promise. That's the difference between a threat and a promise, you see. 
is that I can promise to do something, but I'm not going out of my way to say, hey, you know, I'm not like Caitlin Bennett. I'm not like, oh, well, you know, that girl came up to her, uh, you know, after uh, she was fat shamed and got up in her face really angrily, you know, and in a uh, an aggressive stance, like, oh, what's she going to do? Hit her, beat her down or whatever? Yeah, she's got a gun. And uh, if she feels like uh, you're going too far, then legally she can shoot you, uh, you know, especially there in the state of Virginia. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, that's that's a defensive thing. You know, and, and to me, you know, that, that there's a uh, there's definitely a, a line that can be uh, crossed there as far as, uh, you know, someone who's saying something in defense and someone who's going on the offense. So, you know, it all, it's all about, you know, who's involved in that. It's not about who witnesses it. So, you know, it's about putting one's, oneself in another person's shoes. You know, if it's, if it's a uh, situation that I've never, never personally uh, felt like I've been in before, then really, does my opinion count on that? I don't think so. But if it's a situation like that, where, hey, you know, somebody's gotten up in my face before and threatened physical violence against me, then it's like, okay, well, I can, I can, I have a choice at that point. I can do one of a few things. I can either uh, respond physically, which would be wrong, of course. Uh, two, I could uh, choose to say, hey, you know what? I'm armed. You know, that's another choice. Not a choice that I'd make. The choice that I'd make would be just to just kind of nod, you know, and just be like, say nothing. What's there to say? There's nothing more to say after that. Because, yeah, the person either realizes what the consequences are of continuing, or they don't. If they don't, then they're going to continue their tirade. But if they feel like they've been threatened after they've made a threatening move that they don't feel as, as a threatening move, then it really kind of muddies the waters. And um, that's something that I don't think that uh, uh, Caitlin Bennett really uh, realized when she said what she said. Um, especially after the... Uh, uh, conversation, the clear conversation that she had with the police officer there. And of course, the police officer is just out there on the street and just trying to do his best to keep the peace and, and all that. But, you know, he's certainly no judge. You know, that would, that would take a judge to do, but, you know, you know, it's just people going around, you know, and it's not, and it's not me policing anything. It's just me saying, hey, you know, this is how I would respond and this is why I would respond and my basic reason for responding by not responding is to defuse and de-escalate the situation but if someone who quite possibly has narcissistic tendencies um, and I put emphasis on quite possibly uh, then and they're going to uh, pursue that. They're going to show that. And they're not going to care. And when somebody doesn't care, then... Well, 
you can judge for yourself. Because that's all any of us can really do until uh, somebody decides to judge for us or decides to judge us. So that's really all there is. Um, you know, this uh, <laughs> this episode has certainly gone longer than uh, previous ones, um, but uh, but I was able to uh, cover all of the topics that uh, that I wanted to. Um, so if you're still listening and uh, still like what you're uh, hearing, then uh, I definitely uh, appreciate the uh, uh, the time you're taking to listen. And, uh, and hope that you'll um, stick around and uh, um, maybe give me a follow on Twitter and uh, you know make your own choice you know s- stand up for yourself and and uh, don't feel like you need to be uh, pushed back by bullies in life because if there's if there's one thing that the uh, the British monarchy did back in the 1700s was, you know, they uh, they used their uh, soldiers, they used their weapons to uh, to try to keep us in line, and you know, eventually we stood up and we said, hey, no more. You know, when we went to war over that, you know, there was a uh, there was a real, there was a a real war uh, between the uh, the British and the uh, original American settlers, and uh and we won you know we sent them packing back on to uh great britain and uh you know a lot's changed since then you know there was a signing of independence declaration of independence that is and um and and the crown you know slowly backed off you know they stayed backed off you know they uh they didn't of course stop but um they did help uh, keep us in check, and we kept them in check. So it's been kind of an ongoing thing, but you know now we're also we're also in the year 2020 here. So a lot's changed, but you know what has changed and hasn't changed, and uh, it looks like a lot of people on the left are wanting things to change even more, saying it like, okay, you know the Second Amendment. You know, we have different um, uh, firearms today than we did back in the 1700s, 1800s, so the law needs to change with that. Like, no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, this all boils down to, uh, to mindset and to um, lifestyle choices. So... If you think about it in those terms, and I say if there, you know, if you think about it in those terms, it's your choice to think about it in those terms or not. But if you do choose to choose to 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 take a step out of your bubble and and think in those terms, then uh, I'm not saying to abandon whatever terms you usually think in, but you know that might be a good thing that uh, that could possibly help you in in life. Because, I mean, we're all here to, uh, uh, to live a, uh, a good life and try to help each other out and, 
try to move forward. And if that isn't happening, then then what's the point of life? You know what I mean? So, well, I guess with that, um, just like to uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, it's been uh, a definite time here to uh, to be on, and uh, let's uh, keep liberty alive.